0: Nice to meet you, where you've been I can show you incredible things Magic, madness, heaven, sin Saw you there and I thought Oh my god, look at that face You look like my next mistake Love's a game I can read you like a magazine ain't it funny rumors fly and I know you heard about me so hey let's be friends I'm dying to see how this one ends grab your passport and my hand I can make the bad guys good for a weekend So it's gonna be forever Or it's gonna go down in flames You gotta tell me when it's over mm. It's the high worth the pain Got a long list of ex-lovers That tell you I'm insane Cause you know I love the players And you love the game Cause we were young and we were reckless We'll take this way too far I love you all breathless Mm. With a nasty sky got a long list of ex-lovers They'll tell you I'm insane But I got a blank space, baby And I'll write your name
1: Are we gonna make a Taylor Oddcast?
0: Yes, we are. But do you want to do it now or, or or later? Do you have a Do you have anything in mind? Got a chord progression.
1: That's something. That's more than we've ever had before. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, let's do it now since we're talking about it.
1: Before we even take the shots, let's take a shot.
0: Yeah, I think. Here's to here's to Taylor Swift, and here's to Taylor Swift. Got
1: to get a close up of the cowboy boot
0: kicking the the dinosaur leg. The dinosaur leg. All right. Cheers, Taylor. Ah, uh, ah, uh, it's like robbing alcohol. That was vodka, by the way, for everyone who did not know. Yes.
1: Are you waiting for me to say something?
0: Podcast.
2: Sing. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I'm trying to think of how Podcast. Taylor would do it. How Taylor Swifty that was! That was it was more like maybe it was folklore era Taylor when she went very uh,
0: acoustic, countryside. Yeah, you know.
1: Maybe we'll we'll try another one later. We'll try another one (laughs) (laughs) when we get more drunk.
0: So, so like we're recording this when France and England is playing at the World Cup, and as I'm playing this, I'm looking at your art piece that went over there we can you know you can zoom it later and i see the french flag did you did you do that on purpose me about the, the one with the
1: mirror yeah
0: the one with the mirror
1: where's you where do you see fr- oh oh my god there is a french
0: flag did you do that on purpose no was this is how long ago did you do photo? this
1: over a year over a year uh, it was about last fall year 2021 um, yeah, in the mirror, right? The yeah, blue, white, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and reddish. When you see it up close, the what? colors are not that s- true to the flag. It's more like purple and like a brownish red instead of blue. and.
0: Well, like, what, what is it that you're trying to mirror in the mirror? I mean, yeah, trying to reflect in the mirror. Like, the, is the blue the sky and the white the door? And, I mean, the red is the door and the white is the, the outside of the door.
1: Yeah, and then the blue uh. is just kind of like the walls of the room, which are
0: more purple. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we took a shot of vodka. That was pretty good. It tasted like Robin Alcohol. <laughs> now we're going to take a drink of uh Ellie's Brown, American Brown Ale, five point five alcohol volume, twelve you know, twelve ounces. It's from Avery Brewing from Boulder, Colorado. And there's a little cute dog. Y- yesterday you thought it was a bear or w- it really looks like a bear. Yeah. So it's let's, let's let's open it. For ASMR purposes, I'm going to open it slow. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Salute. Oh,
0: let's, let's
2: touch it. Yeah. Touch
1: it, yeah. Pretty good. It, it's a good beer. It's not a type of beer I normally buy. I usually just get like IPAs because I like the high alcohol content mm-hmm. and I like the the sharp fruity flavor. But this American Brown Ale, uh, it's very like chocolatey almost. Yeah, isn't it's like it dark and and rich? <laughs> I don't know what a makes something an American Brown Ale. It's
0: got it's got a hoppy taste. It's got a hoppy vibe, but not it's super uh, like. You know, like jump in your mouth, kind of hop, like yeah. it goes smooth down your esophagus. That's oh. true. <laughs> what makes it so sugary? It's just loyal, friendly, and mellow. It is. It is pretty mellow. I don't I'm loyal. I don't know about friendly though. Brewed with <laughs> Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. You know, this is pretty good. Yeah,
1: it does yeah. have a sweetness to it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder if that's from the Rocky Mountain water that it says they brew this with. Could be. Could
2: be. Uh,
1: All right. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> well, um, should we just get right into it? Yeah. Or? Okay. Let's let's do this. Um, hi, everybody. This is episode five. One, two, three, four, fifth the reference um of the odd no. cast
1: what was the reference Yeah, you know,
0: it was a dave chapelle reference
1: one two three four Fifth.
0: and he spelled f-i-f they were oh. making fun of the law and order i, scene.
1: I don't think i've seen that uh, sketch
0: i thought i thought you would enjoy it, especially with the dylan he spits hot fire thing
1: well i only know that because my name is in it okay. i've seen like a handful of full episodes of Chappelle's show, but I, I've not—I haven't seen the whole series. Luckily,
0: it's on Netflix if you ever want to see it. So, really, yeah, yeah, the
1: whole thing. Is that too. a new thing?
0: Did nah, they put it on thing. there. Uh, maybe, but it's—it's it's been there for a bit. Cool. Um,
1: I'll have to check that out. I—I I love Dave Chappelle, especially his like stand-up and his general like uh, persona. He's such a wise yet funny man.
0: He, I still haven't seen his last episode where the controversy of the trans conversation. I've seen oh. I've seen the first 10 15 minutes and I'm like, all right, this is going to get a little bit sensitive and I stopped t- telling myself I'm going to watch it again and I and I haven't yet. But like he's got some good he's got some good points and there's some points where like, man, you're you're close but you're far at the same time. <laughs> Uh but yeah he's I really do like his delivery and his jokes. He's pretty pretty good.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I forgot about the transphobic comments. I don't actually remember what he said. He's just one of these many celebrities who don't believe in trans people or something like uh, JK Rowling, now uh, Dave Chappelle.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just it's just uh it's I mean up. I forgot what he said specifically about that but I I'm, I'm just not a fan especially like Dave being a person that he would should be sympathetic in these situations but now he's kind of kicking at kicking or punching underneath punching below you know and as a comedian I feel like maybe you shouldn't be doing that you should be punching above <laughs>
1: I agree. Although punching down, as they say, uh, there's a certain sick, demented fun in it. There is. <laughs> there can. There
0: be. is. Because um, it's I just get, so wrong. I like, guess. I guess it's the delivery of how you do it. You know.
1: Yeah. Every, everything comes down yeah. to delivery. You can sell the most heinous, horrible shit if you say it, if you deliver it well. But so much of comedy is like pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable in society so like picking on people who are less fortunate or just i don't know punching down can mean so many things but i think that's part of what makes it funny is that it's so wrong
0: i mean again it just it all varies on the delivery but it all varies on how the context of the situation you know, I mean, I wasn't expecting to have a conversation about cancel culture, so to say, but like there are moments where I feel like cancel culture is wrong, and there are moments where I feel like cancel culture is 100% correct. Like, I I make this argument that we can still make any content we can make now than we did 20, 30 years ago. It'll just varies on how you say it and the purpose of it, you know, like... Many people were okay with Quentin Tarantino saying the N word. Even Samuel L. Jackson was defending Quentin Tarantino about that. And then, like in the '90s, uh, Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino were, uh, you know, supported one another. They they complimented one another. And then Sa- Spike Lee said, "No, I'm done with the N word, man. You got to stop." Mm. Quentin Tarantino said, "No, fuck you." Blah blah blah. Right. And Samuel L. Jackson is now defending defended him. He's like, "No, he's got every right to say it. he's a cool guy. Whatever." But get this, this is the part that cracks me up, like like it's just so stupid. Samuel L. Jackson and Quentin Tarantino are not friends anymore. You know why? Quentin Tarantino was insulting the Marvel movies, saying people who are in the Marvel movies are not talented and they're stupid and you know, and going going on a rant about how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And Samuel L. Jackson being in the Marvel movies like, dude, okay, you went too far. We're not friends anymore. <laughs>
1: he actually so, came out and say that or is that people like reading into i mean i i,
0: I kind of I like i kind of like skimmed through it when i was online but it could be you know but i just find that funny like that's that's samuel's like border like you know, you like you crossed the line there buddy no we cannot talk about marvel
1: i guess he really believes in superhero movies i'm actually surprised to hear that i i i don't watch marvel marvel movies i kind of hate them
0: uh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were a fan. You, you no. seem like it. What I mean, makes me seem like it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we've ever really talked about it. We never did. That's that's a good thing.
1: I think I'm just too old. I was too old when they came out that I just can't put myself in that superhero mindset. And it's
0: and it's okay and it's fair because I I'm the same way. Like I I don't hate them. I sometimes watch it here and there. Sometimes I get into it, but I'm not a hardcore fan where I have to watch every episode.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't like how fake they all are. So many—it's all just CGI and special effects.
0: Like remember when you and I were kids and we loved Tim Burton's Batman? Yeah, that was fun. Those—that was a fun movie. And not look where it became.
1: It's interesting how Batman has turned into like the darkest, uh, like moodiest superhero franchise mm-hmm. and, and the latest movies like the Robert Pattinson one it's taking dark angsty <sighs> cinematography and and dialogue to the
0: extreme have you seen did you see that one what did you think of that one
1: I appreciated it visually and like production design wise uh-huh. but I found it pretty boring
0: oh it was bad I mean I again I it was entertaining but it was bad like it was like the emo Batman.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
0: it was where Bruce Wayne did not want to be Bruce Wayne, and he, instead he just wanted to be in his wet blanket that was the, the Batman. You know? You and could he tell, called himself Vengeance, too. He doesn't even vengeance. call himself Batman anymore. I am Vengeance. That um, was weird. I think The Batman is a ripoff of Seven. It's basically Seven with a superhero mask.
1: Like this Robert Pattinson yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah, is it called The Batman? Yeah, it's called The, the Batman. Batman. Oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah, the whole like leaving ransom notes and yeah,
0: everything, stuff. even the filmography, the the cinematography, and the you know the the colors of it, it just had that seven vibe.
1: I could see that. Um, I I recently showed Brooks Seven for the first time, and so we oh, rewatched it. And I hadn't my... seen it in like a decade. Oh, how was it? It didn't really hold up as well as I thought. Really, It It, it rings pretty dated. And it's from, like, 97, I think. Yes. You can tell. And I used to think that movie was so, like, cutting edge and modern and, like, well-paced. But it has some... It's not a great movie, I don't think. (laughs) How long ago did you see it? Like, this week or last week? Uh, No, it was probably over the summer. So not that recently. But she had never seen it. And she liked it. Did she freak out in the end? Yeah, we both uh, yelled, like, what's in the box at each other for, like, a few weeks after that, okay. just for fun. Uh,
0: spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, don't watch this part, because I'm going to ask you this question. What did you think it was in the box? There was two things. When when you first watched it, there was two things that I thought was in the box, but what did you think was in the box? Oh, man. I,
1: I saw it literally, like, when I was 10. Like, Oh, my I, God. Why would you see
0: that movie when you're 10?
1: It was a... Uh, my my parents rented it from the video store, and we all watched it. What, they did probably you, told me to like shut my eyes. Did you? Did they
0: points. think it was a movie about numbers, how to cut through all, all the way to seven, or something? Uh,
1: no, I think they were aware, but just <laughs> didn't see the problem with showing ten-year-old like, graphic a,
0: violence Sesame Street approved movie.
1: <laughs> it might have even been like eight, because uh, that's how old I was when it came out. Was
0: that the first movie you saw? Is is the first R-rated movie you saw that was? Approved know. by your parents? <laughs> I know mine.
1: What? What was it?
0: Speed. I was that's R. That's an R rated movie. I was six or seven years old. My parents let me watch Speed.
1: Uh, I saw that around the same age too. Oh, so something about that movie's like just—it's a great action movie. What is it? What makes it R? Just swearing. I, th- I and think violence. it's the
0: swearing and the violence. Which... More more than anything, <laughs> the swearing. From I uh, believe Dennis Hopper. I believe he's the villain. i forget forget who it is
1: i just remember keanu and sandra great
0: pair yes (laughs) wish they were married no i'm joking Um, i wish
1: keanu would uh settle down and start a family he seems like a lonely man he
0: had a sad life he he got a wife and everything and the wife died
1: i thought he's never been married
0: oh he had a girlfriend or something like like he's 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 his
1: partner died oh, I, yeah. I never knew that it was somewhere
0: in the 90s yeah he's he's going through some morning I, I even believe he even had a kid I don't know for sure but like he even had a kid and the kid died too when you know super young
1: I always so, think of him as like a perpetual bachelor guy I mean with commitment issues
0: not not by choice I think it was by by fate <laughs>
1: Okay, I've got to read up on <laughs> yeah, his dude. Life. Once
0: once you read up on his life, man, it's it's motivational because like he has every right to be stubborn, miserable. You know, he can angry at life, and he just still decides a option to be happy, which is beautiful, really yeah, beautiful. He
1: he seems like he's in a good place, very very zen. Works on his motorcycles zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance maybe that's why he's into motorcycles have
0: you read that book i
1: I, read it when i took like philosophy class in high school is it good i liked it
0: i've only read the first chapter what'd you think of that it was pretty good but i was thinking to myself how is this philosophy (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's the beauty of it and probably why it made such a big splash in like the 70s i'm assuming because yeah. it's like whoa it's this philosophical book but it's also about just a guy taking a ro- road trip with his kid i think they yeah. ride across the country on a bike my favorite part that i actually think about a lot to this day is how he makes a distinction between riding a motorcycle and a car and how when you're on, like on a road trip in a car you're basically just watching tv you're looking at the world and the the world uh outside the window and it's like a screen as opposed to a motorcycle you're like in the world there's no separation between you and the elements so it's a lot more dangerous you can get hurt really bad uh, or get killed but the trade-off is like there's you're you're speeding through the world with no no barrier really It just made it sound very romantic, but I I don't think I would ever
0: buy or get on a
1: motorcycle (laughs) willingly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm always curious about it, but it's it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. It is. But going back on the numbers, episode five. Five. Episode five, and it's going to be, you decided to go with...
2: Midnights.
1: I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna cut that in there. But yeah. that that was.
0: That was that was smooth, huh?
1: Funny how uh, I introduced that. It was so funny how crazy your reaction was. Midnights. I don't know who they are. That's the name of the
0: album. Who's the artist? <gasps> no. <laughs> You're making me listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Okay, fine. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it. Oh my God. <laughs> Why? Oh my God. <laughs> because I was confused. Like, I know I said I don't know who that is, but like the first thing that popped in my head, even though I said I don't know who that is, the first po- thing that popped in my head was this metal band called Midnights. Okay. And. And it was right after we right, right after we had this conversation about you don't like metal or you don't listen to much metal. So, like, you put me, like, in a weird situation, like, we're going to listen to metal? I thought you didn't want to listen to metal. And then yeah. you said, then it hit me, like, oh, shit, Taylor made an novel called Midnight. So,
1: okay, I, I yeah. want to explain this, because I've been having these thoughts about this podcast and, like, how come... We haven't been just like doing more like rock bands, metal bands, like stuff that I think we both like listening to. We like the idea of rock bands, mm-hmm. but I don't find them that necessary to talk about. I mean, maybe one day we'll get back to that. I mean, I, I,
0: I, what I've been doing is it's music that I want that I'm cur- like the Dylan one is because I love talking about Bob Dylan with you. You know, Somewhere. and i want, I wanted to get in. I want to get into the nitty gritty. You know, with Bob Dylan. Um, what else did I choose? Bjork, because I wanted to listen to the new album and have a reason to listen to the new album, and yeah. challenge ourselves in that.
1: And I think that was a great episode. Yeah. Uh, she's a really interesting person to talk about, and that suggestion came out of like left field. But I'm so glad you you chose Bjork. But. Uh, <laughs> Like our, our first and most successful episode is still the Smashing Pumpkins one. Which and is. I wonder why? if we need to talk about more more classic rock bands. Is it because. Is
0: it, what makes classic rock classic rock?
1: I think it's purely a time
0: span. Is, is it like. Span. If it's over 25 years old, it's classic rock?
1: Isn't that the cutoff to be inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is it you have to. Your first release was 25 years ago? Yes. Or
0: more? Yes. And also, same thing for what's considered vintage.
1: In terms of guitar gear or something? In,
0: in, in terms of everything, if you want to go to a vintage store, it has to be 25 plus. Oh. So. Um, I see. Or maybe it's the fact that we talked about the discography. I mean, there's people out there who want to listen to the whole thing. Uh, you might be onto something there.
1: It might also be that it was the first one we put out, and yeah. like a lot of people were curious and like, what the hell are these guys doing? And then they saw it and Like, you can't please everyone, and not everyone's going to be interested in what we're doing. So uh, now, like, a couple hundred people are sticking with it and watching it, which I think is still a good reach for our four episodes so far.
0: And I think it's great that we have, like, random people commenting on it. Like, I'm still happy that the Bob Dylan one commented on it about the the bass... In, yeah. uh, in murder most foul right murder most foul was in it but i
1: think that person was incorrect because you were right that there's a cello in that yeah i listened back to it and there is a bowed bass for sure but there's definitely a, a stringed instrument that is not in the range of a double bass
0: okay okay so
1: i think you were right when you said cello and
0: now now, now it's time for me to listen to that 14 minute song again <laughs> and then there was also the comment uh on um Birk? Birk about like how medulla was a Uh, there was a documentary about medulla which i want to see
1: you can see clips of um, on on youtube YouTube. yeah i saw there's actually like small snippets of a lot of her albums which was really cool after that comment i went through and and checked out a bunch it was fascinating
0: Uh, i was i'll be honest i was a bit uh, i was thinking that i'd be a bit disappointed on the bjerk one thinking that we wouldn't be talking that much about Bjork. but Mm -hmm. but i think we did talk a lot about her which is pretty awesome I mean, sorry, now we're complimenting one another, but it's okay. Like, one thing that resonated me with what you said about Bjerk is um, how, yeah, she sounds a little bit standoffish and, like, facetious because of her music being really weird and the lyrics being good. But at the same time, you were saying that her, she was down to earth because she's using these simple words to get her message across. And because her English being her second language, that helps a lot. And because of that, you felt like she was not being you know, hoity-toity situation. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that comment. It was really good. It really made me think about it. And make, you made, you inspired me to listen to her music more. And I think I listened to uh, Top uh, Fosora again afterwards. Wow. So. I
1: haven't gone back and listened to it. I've been listening to nothing but Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, let's talk about her. Yeah, what made you want to listen to Taylor Swift? Is it the same reason with me with Bjork? She had a new album. Let's listen to the new album.
1: That's part of it. I had already heard like antihero and bejeweled like two of the singles from it, um, at the last recording. And I already heard those and I liked them. I liked the singles. So I did want to hear the whole album, but I just do things based on like my gut instinct when it comes to choosing things for this. I I try to follow that with all things, but something just made me want to add her to this, uh, pantheon that's now like five artists we should have a chalkboard
0: right and put oscars picks and dylan's picks yeah because so far dylan's picks is smashing pumpkins kanye Kanye west West. taylor swift and me is yeah bob dylan (laughs) yerk
1: speaking of um you mentioned is that all? You've only had two picks? Yeah. Damn, I'm sorry. I Dude, well, Wait. I mean... Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, even uh, up this time. I'm the
0: even, Mr. Even, and you're Mr. Odd. True. Yeah. Okay, this is a good question, but I do want to talk about Taylor Swift. So, uh, yeah. like, what's this podcast about? What's this episode about? Oh, yeah, Taylor Swift. So, what did you think, what do you, as an artist, as a, as a professional that you are, what do you think of those uh, protests of uh, people throwing uh, soup? on on these beautiful art images on art museums uh, is a is a protest for global warming.
1: Oh, I haven't heard about too many of them. I is it soup that they're throwing? They're throwing things?
0: some kind of liquid food. Okay. And they're throwing it at the art piece and then they stand right next to it and then they take off their shirts saying end global warming or stop global warming.
1: Yeah, I remember when that was happening a couple it's ago. it's happening
0: more frequently. I thought it was only once, but then after that, it's like 3 or 4 times. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I heard some like conspiracy theory that like fossil fuel companies are somehow behind it, like showing how activists are being having this disregard for art and destroying art for no reason mm-hmm. and making <laughs> global warming activists look bad so that they can get away with just Carrying on business as usual. I don't know how true any of that is, but I do think it's kind of a misguided form of protest. I don't see how throwing soup on a painting that has nothing to do with global warming, like uh, how it helps anything. The only
0: argument I have with that is uh, don't you think that the whole art world is kind of a scam in the sense that the only thing that people make money off of it is because rich people use art as a way to launder money? They put value yeah. over something when there shouldn't be that much value, but they say, "Hey, Picasso's a million dollars," you know. Um, so, yeah, they they might as well hit the rich people where it hits them the most.
1: But they're going to like museums that are there for, for public, the public purposes, consumption, yeah, usually yeah, yeah. in nonprofit organizations. So, again, it it's misguided. You go to, like, Gagosian gallery and destroy art that some rich people are going to sell as investments or just to, like, flip uh, on the art market, then I could see it having some more impact there. But why go to, like, the Louvre and throw paint on a priceless painting from the renaissance or like impressionism or something. Gotcha. It doesn't, I just don't really get it, but I don't, I'm not super educated on it. I, I remember those new
0: stories, but I haven't been following them. Well, the reason I bring that up is because Lil Nas X made a TikTok where he's right next to the picture of, uh, Van Gogh's, um, uh, uh, the one where he paints the sunflowers in the vase. Yeah. And on his hand, it's Photoshopped, uh, Andy Warhol soup can mm. and he throws that Andy Warhol soup can to the painting of of Van Gogh's sunflower vase. Okay. I thought that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, that's a clever <laughs> spin on it. When you first said people are throwing soup at paintings, I my head went to Warhol soup cans too. I thought, are they did they ever do that to
0: a Not Warhol yet? Maybe. Let's go to Pittsburgh and see how how, how that goes.
1: Also a lot of these paintings, the most valuable ones are behind uh glass. Yeah. So it doesn't really do anything.
0: I think they did that on purpose because they didn't want to hurt the, the painting. But they want to get their message across, like let's get it together. The world is dying. We are dying. But I mean, you are right. There are better ways to protest, but isn't that the form of isn't that protest period? Like the fact that we have to find a way to get into someone's nerve to Get their message across. Like I remember like when people were kneeling on the US flag, it was like, there are better ways to protest but then kneeling the flag. And it's like, well, you're getting angry, so maybe it's getting their message across.
1: <laughs> maybe so. Uh, when was the kneeling on the flag? Was that Vietnam War era? Or no, dude, really? it was
0: it was in our lifetime. It was the Kaepernick thing with, with oh. all the police brutality.
1: I okay, I didn't know they were kneeling yeah. on flags. No, not on
0: the flag. Sorry, that's my ESL, ESL kneeling no, during you, the, the national anthem. anthem so, okay. yeah. right,
1: thank you, right. thank, you taking, thank you, taking a knee. Yeah,
0: but, anyways, Taylor Swift, do you think she's an American idol, <laughs> the American poster child of the 21st century?
1: Uh to a large demographic I think she is. And I think it's mostly for good reason. I think her music lives up to the hype. It's debatable. It's a it's a matter of taste too, but I think she does that thing
0: she's trying to do very well. How did you prepare with this podcast? What did you do? What did you listen? What did you what did you exactly do?
2: Well,
1: I don't know if this is telling about like my, my personal t- music taste or the quality of the music itself, but yeah. I probably listened to the Midnight's more than I've listened to any other album we've prepared for. Dude, so did I.
0: <laughs> Does so that did, just mean it's like so did I. <laughs>
1: really I listened, catchy and compelling?
0: I listened to Midnight's three times and Midnight's 3 a.m. once.
1: Uh, okay, so th- Midnight's 3 a.m. just had some added like B-sides. Yeah, four
0: songs, night. I think, four additional songs.
1: Okay, I was trying to listen to that just this morning because I realized I never heard the three a.m. parts, and they just sen- seem very similar to the album version. Yeah,
0: it's one of those. Um, me, I, we've had this conversation. Like, I prefer Donda's extended version of than the normal one. I this is the opposite. I prefer "Midnights" by yeah. itself than the three a.m. version because the B sides, they're good songs and all, but it doesn't add anything else to it. It's just it's just bland, and mm-hmm. the in the same in the same level of "Midnights." music
1: yeah and i feel like midnights as an album is like a kind of perfect amount of music for my attention span in 2022 unlike donda deluxe it's like two plus hours midnights i don't even know the length of it and i'm assuming it's 10 songs but i didn't count
0: midnights was 54 minutes long and it's longer than i thought midnights 3 a.m was uh over an hour and 30 i believe like an hour 43
1: I maybe thought you said it only adds four songs.
0: Maybe, but uh, maybe it was hour and ten. I forget. That but sounds it, more like yeah. But it was it was it was high up there, in my opinion.
1: That surprises me. I I thought midnights would be more like in the forty minute range. Just how it 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 goes by quick. I thought it was
0: going to be seventy minutes long because lovers was really long.
1: See, I never listened to that full album, dude. I didn't like the the songs she was using to promote it, like the song where she's like lover i
0: like that song it was I don't a good like song. like it
1: it makes me cringe for some reason
0: um okay so what, what, sorry
1: taylor if you're watching this so, yes i
0: hope you do watch this uh so what did you do to prepare to listen to, to the stuff
1: about the same as you i listened to midnights all the way through three maybe four times and i listened to scattered songs from her the rest of her discography Mainly the ones that
0: I, I just like. I have a I have a friend of mine. He's a huge, he's a huge Swifty fan. Huge fan. Wow. And I was thinking to myself, I need to listen to another album to compare, I shouldn't compare, but like to, to, to get the full vibe of it. And I don't want to listen to her first album because, you know, she's still a kid. It's It's got that campy country thing I don't like. Like, it's not full on like her. Like, she's just trying to like be a, Be a box for the country country pop box, you know that America was making. So I asked him, like, you are Swifty. What should I listen to? I do not want to listen to Red because I've already, uh, I'm just not in the mood. I don't want to listen to 1989. And he said to me, listen to Fearless. Fearless is pretty good. Was that the first one? Second, the first one. Second. 2008, 2009. I forget.
1: Can you name a couple songs off of it? Her
0: most famous song is in it.
1: Uh, love story no or
0: uh no you belong to you belong to me? me yeah okay that, that's in it so i listened to it and you, you you see growth you see growth from this album and that growth and you also see the opposite of growth immaturity not what's the opposite of growth
1: regression
0: regression but, but
1: that album feels less mature or this new album This seems new, less.
0: There's mature. there's there's a lot of complications like with regression there's also more kind of growth. It's it's like like she's going back and forth and, and and I get that, you know, as adults I understand that. But did you listen to Fearless?
1: Well, I've heard like several of the songs from it. I didn't listen to it all the way through.
0: You're not a, I know you're not a country guy. Um because you said that in the last episode, I, but I
1: said that, but I actually do like some. I
0: know you screen. do. You're a huge, uh, you're a huge. Uh, what's the name of that southern uh, rock band that you like? Almond Brothers. You're a huge almond <laughs> Brothers fan. <band. laughs> huge not really country though. But but they got the Southern Twang, man. They got the Southern Twang.
1: I like them more than Skinner. I like Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> in terms of modern pop country. That's kind of a guilty pleasure
0: band. When for it me. comes to reggae, are you a b- big fan of Special Thirty Eight?
1: <laughs>
0: reggae? I think Special Thirty Eight has got like one or two country songs, uh, reggae songs. That was my joke.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I don't know. That's about Special Thirty Eight is like a country is. rock band. Oh, like in the same same line as uh, Leonard Skinner. Sorry, mm-hmm. my, when my jokes come, sometimes they they hit. Sometimes it's over the fucking floor. Over fuck. Over the fucking. Uh, over the fucking um, head. Up. I do want to tell you, before I start talking about Taylor and critiquing her, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I don't like her music. I don't care about her. I don't hate her. I just, it's not my thing.
1: Yeah, I would agree. In you, fact... You really? You are um, more of a
0: Swifty fan.
1: I, I go through <laughs> moods where like I, I want to hear that, but I was really having... Such regret for my choice in like the last couple weeks where I was like, oh, I gotta listen to Taylor Swift and like really, really think closely about it. I was dreading it. But then once I did, I was like, okay, tonight's the night I'm gonna listen to Midnight's. I, would, I really enjoyed did it. Did you listen
0: to it at midnight? At midnight's? I usually am asleep by midnight. Okay. <laughs> this album was fantastic. This was a great album, and I'm not a Swifty fan. In fact, I will even add this to it. Out of the new albums we listened to, like Bob Dylan, Kanye West, Bjerk. Smashing Pumpkins, Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins, I have we haven't listened to their new album they released this year. Well, but we the talk one about the, like the one and the stuff. in the twenty nineteen twenty twenty. I mean that, that sucks. one sucks. Best, b- better than all of them. Really, yeah. really good. Do, do you think this is her best album? No. No. I think I, I th- think it might be. I think it all varies between uh, on your feels and your vibes and how you, and your energy.
1: That's true. The
0: first thing the first my first thought of listening to that album I was thinking to myself, "Whoa, Taylor Swift, it's 1981 2.0 meets meets uh meets like a sailor man because she's swearing a lot."
1: Yeah, like she says shit a
2: lot. And
0: the F word. I felt I felt like I felt like she hung out with Andrew Dice Clay, you know, for a moment. Like with a lo-fi hip hop beat, and then she's gonna say something like hickory dickory dock, my mouth was you know, <laughs> blah 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 blah, you know?
1: Oh man, I would love to hear Taylor get that wrong. <laughs> she's
0: at some point. slowly getting there, man. And and then like after listening to and then listening to Fearless makes me say like like, what the hell happened? Like, cause I'm pretty sure there are certain fans that I still want the 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 angelic Taylor Swift and not the not the dirty mouth Taylor Swift. But I'm also liking this progress.
1: Yeah. And her audience is aging with, with her. With her, yes. So you gotta and something I've noticed is that the swear words we grew up with are no longer really the worst swear words. There's far worse words in our language now than shit and fuck. Like, they say those on Netflix and, like, stuff that kids might potentially watch. No one really cares about those. Yeah. And there's no sense in hiding them by censoring them. Um, But words like the C word, the other F word, the N word, those are, like, the really taboo words that... And for obvious reasons, they're, like, hate words and, like, really bigoted words so
0: someone told me the meaning behind the f word for, so, for a, a cigarette or a bundle of sticks the bundle of sticks one yeah because uh, the the origin of of it being really insulting towards the homosexual community because they felt like the only way to start a fire is you need to get a lot of bundle of sticks and you need those in order to start a fire and since homosexuals are going to go to hell might as well call them
1: whoa never knew that but that does make sense yeah dude it's twisted really way.
0: Ooh. heart Ooh, yeah painful um but yeah i so really i didn't
1: even hear you swearing more I didn't even i didn't even register i noticed it when i was reading the lyrics along yeah. which i did no again. i was just
0: blown away like what taylor taylor what happened to your your angelic side what happened to your country girl side you know I didn't know anything about the music of Midnight's, and I was hoping it was gonna be country. This is why I'm kind of dressed like this because I like Taylor's <laughs> Countryside. I'm, uh, you know, I do enjoy the Countryside, and uh, I also enjoy that she's doing electronic stuff and all that. And I, uh, I support it, but like, I also like it if she goes back, like, hey, let me play some folky stuff.
1: Well, she just did two full albums the, of the, folky the folklore and all that stuff. Folklore yeah. and uh, what was the other one called? i heard people I didn't like evermore or something yeah something like that yeah people didn't like the second one the of covid albums much. <laughs> exactly those are her covid albums the thing is her songwriting like doesn't vary that much and uh a youtuber i really like david bennett piano he like does tutorials about music and breaks down pop songs he made a video recently that he says taylor has used certain chord progressions like 20 times each there's like three or four chord progression she just uses over and over in different songs, and they're all like a lot of them are just different hit songs. Um, they sound she makes them sound different, but she has a very limited like range of chords she always uses. Yeah. So it makes sense that the songs like whether they're electronic or acoustic or country or rock or whatever, they all kind of have a they all sound like Taylor. Her songwriting is pretty consistent. Yeah. And I I respect that. I think this is my favorite album of hers, because I, I like that like more 1989 like electro pop mm-hmm. sound.
0: It, it has a better it's it has a good flow. I enjoy that. Um, and we're gonna get down more to the nitty gritty of it. Um, I just want to ask you, what was your favorite song?
1: Ooh, I'm not good with titles because I was listening to yeah. it all the way through. Um, I'll tell you
0: what mine was.
1: Yeah, tell me yours. I, I like haven't spent enough time with it to know every song. It was a
0: sweet nothing. Second to last song. It was the one where oh, it I starts. Thought that was the last song. That could be, because
1: that is a really good one. Do you think that was a Velvet Underground reference?
0: I was thinking that same
1: thing. Because I think that's the last song on the Velvet Underground self-titled
0: album. Or no, no, loaded. Is it loaded? It's in the loaded album. Oh, sweet nothing. Oh, sweet nothing. You ain't, you ain't nothing at all. No, but uh, what I enjoyed about "Sweet Nothing" by Taylor Swift is the the Hammond B three. Uh, was it the Hammond B three organ? It just had a, like a really cool like jazz organ, and it just she made it sound really sweet. Do you know much about the production of the album and who it was produced? It in? was produced by Jen Antonoff, and one of the one of the things that I was. I mean, I didn't listen to the COVID albums ever more in folklore, so maybe I should not say this, but I'm going to. One of the problems I have with f- Lovers, it, I would like to hear an album where she does everything. She doesn't is she doesn't get help from anyone. And granted, she asked Jack Antonoff for 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 his help, yeah. so I get that. But like, I want to hear just like a needy greedy Taylor Swift. You know, even with the mistakes and everything, I just want to hear that. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, she can play she's, guitar. She's slowly and, getting like, there.
0: She's slowly getting there. You know,
1: the thing is, we don't know really how much is Jack's input in the songwriting and how much is just her like coming up with stuff. I feel like it's mostly her because her style is so consistent. But it helps to have that other person to bounce ideas off. Of.
0: And no, I th- that's one. I think that's one thing that she noticed that she liked a lot, especially with 1989. She did that with co-writing songs and. Yeah. And their reputation and all of that. So, um,
1: I, I think Jack Antonoff is a really good influence on her songwriting.
0: Yeah, it was good. It, they have good chemistry. I'll say that they have good chemistry.
1: I thing is, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard like Bleachers or Jack Antonoff's like own music project. I really don't like it. <laughs> I, I find it kind of grating, honestly. Like he he tries to do this pop version of bruce springsteen and i like some bruce springsteen i think it's because they're both he's like from the northeast and like probably grew up listening to springsteen is he is he from pennsylvania good. i feel like he might either either from or, being or Joy-Z? either be from new york city or new jersey I, because
0: because taylor's from pennsylvania oh that's right yeah
1: I always think of her as more of like a Southern or like a Nashville or nah, Texas person. She, I mean, she's she's
0: she's she, she has that vibe since she's close to those uh, what do you call them? Those people, the not not Mormons. What do you call them? Amish. Amish.
1: The she, was, close,
0: she lives close to the Amish folk. Oh, that's why she has that you know acceptance of the countryside.
1: Man, you know more about Taylor's like biography than I do.
0: It's because I mean, it's not because. Cause I listened to Fearless. Sorry, going back to Fearless. Like, does she talk about her life story? A little bit. Like, and this is one thing I enjoyed about Fearless, and this is one thing I enjoy about her. Like, we I talked about this in other other uh, episodes. I prefer songwriters where they are vulnerable, and Taylor is showing her vulnerability at a young age in her career with this. My favorite song of fifth of uh, of uh, Fearless is Fifteen where she talks about, like, hey, I was naive when I was 15. I thought I was in love with this dude, but I'm not. And I thought I loved him for a long time, but it didn't go that way. But, hey, I'm going to find love. And then, like, I don't know how many years later, you're hearing, like, Moonlights, and I'm listening, and, you know, you hear the, like, insecurities in that album, her anxieties and her issues with being famous, but you also hear the issues that she has about her love life. You know, there's moments where she's also blaming the man, the person. Like, hey, you effed up. But she's slowly also realizing, like, hey, maybe I'm the problem.
1: Yeah, she takes a lot of, like, responsibility for things on Midnight's. So yeah. I found a very mature, like a therapy album.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a therapy album. I also don't enjoy the cryptid stuff.
1: Like what? Like,
0: like the cryptid stuff in like in the sense of, like, it was all my ideas. I, I, I'm the... I planned all of this all along. I planned for you to act like this. Maybe she's being she's joking towards people who thinking that she does this, or maybe she's being legit. Like I'm I'm playing all of you people because I know how to play the game. Like I'm making a joke in this sense, but like Floyd Mayweather, I don't like him as a boxer, but I will give him credit that he knew how to play the game. He knew how to he he knew he found a way to cheat on boxing by just scoring the right amount of points for each boxing round. So maybe Taylor found a way to cheat the game of music saying I know how to get people riled up. I know how I know how to to get more fans and get more popularity and that's through controversy of hearing rumors. Cuz sorry, I do want to uh, go ahead and that's th- a speak great about comparison that. Speak about that. as Floyd Mayweather <laughs> the
1: technical yeah. boxer of Pop song, right? Yeah, that's. I think you're onto something there. She knows exactly how to play the game with her music and like, everything around the promotion, too.
0: Because I also want to say she's playing society in a way. Like, did you watch that uh, Hulu documentary about Britney Spears? No, Ooh, bro, watch it, it's good. Basically, you know, Taylor's, I mean, Britney Spears is a victim of society, of how society wanted her to be. A certain something where she was, she just wanted to play music. But at the same time, they wanted to sexualize her. You know, they wanted to be the. She, they wanted her to be the girl's next door kind of girl, but also like, oh, she's kind of, she's kind of dirty. You know, but she's, she's nice, but she's kind of dirty. And then like all the pressure from, Britney because that Britney received by society, she, she cracked. And then talks about the relationship with her dad and how her dad took advantage of her, and blah blah blah. But I'm 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 only talking in the sense of what society's doing. And I feel like Taylor was this close and being Britney 2.0 and cracking up on you know by that pressure. But I feel like she knew how to play that game and 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 take advantage of it. Or maybe she might not. Like like I. That's where I'm kind of like worried for her because I don't want that to happen to anyone. But that's one of the biggest downfalls of being a celebrity.
1: I don't know if it's like Taylor's family and her upbringing, but I, I don't see that ever happening to her. Like, I feel like the people around Britney and like really took advantage of her and maybe just her personality and mm-hmm. her outlook on life, like uh, made her susceptible to, to being manipulated like that. I think Taylor's a lot more self uh, self-aware, self-aware and also has more agency like knows what she wants and and is powerful enough to to not not fall into that trap. Who knows what could happen in, in a few years? But
0: she, I think she has a good head on her shoulders. She's not she, going to she go does. crazy. And unlike Kanye, she's got a good team to help her out. She's got a team that loves her. Yeah, you know. Sorry, now I'm comparing her to Kanye, but like, uh, but like, but I, I, I wish like, and that's a good thing that she's writing an album like this that talks about her. Vulnerabilities and her and her fears and her anxieties, which is one thing I enjoy comparing that to fearless, you know, the the 15 song, you know, because she she still has that that courage to talk about her feelings, which can be sometimes hard to do. Yeah, mailman, it was the mailman. This is the segment where. We'll be doing ASMR. Okay, so what were we talking about?
1: I just had an idea, a melody for a Taylor Oddcast. Okay. But you can, you can add uh, paper cutting sounds for some yeah.
0: ASMR. Okay. Oddcast. it was pretty good the first one was better we probably just use the first one we (laughs) can use both of them it's fine (laughs) but what what were we saying uh, before we took a break
1: um I think we were talking about Taylor's self uh, self self-awareness and ability to not fall into some of these celebrity pitfalls
0: yeah but she's also causing them that's where I uh, this is where I don't like the album like is she causing them is she a victim of it or is she just rolling with the punches? Or is she like the mastermind of everything? And and, and the, the, that's the encrypted part of it, of the lyrics, where I guess that's the beauty of it. you know. Part of me, I don't care. But part of me is like, why, why, why are you talking about it? Maybe she's taking advantage of it. Like, I know one of her big things in her career is she likes to write songs about her lovers, mm. but she doesn't kiss and tell. She doesn't tell which song's about Jake Gyllenhaal or John Mayer. Or, you know, the famous DJ guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, she did have that song, Dear John, which I think was about. About John John
0: Mayer, Mayer. but she does not say it's about John Mayer. She will never say it's about John Mayer. Oh. So, but I mean, you put one and one together. (laughs) See, I don't really care that much
1: about who specifically the songs are about. There are like little juicy details in the lyrics, which I want to talk about her lyrics. Like, I don't think she gets enough credit as. Well, a lot of people say her lyrics are kind of the best thing about her music, but I think it's her like her delivery. She has a flow. She's almost like a very laid back country rapper.
0: I agree with you because her lyrics are not that good, but the delivery, the flow, everything is. The delivery is what makes it good. Yeah. Like, sorry, going on a tangent. I'm not a fan of Bob Marley. (laughs) If you read the lyrics, they're horrible. Let's love one another. Let's love one another. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Like, it's just, it's just, there's no there's no meaning. It's just, you you basically, it's like reading a a protest sign. Hell, yeah. Some protest signs are even smarter than Bob Marley's lyrics. But, the reason Bob Marley is fantastic is his delivery. The way he sings it, like, you gotta, you know, I'm not gonna imitate Bob Marley, but his deliveries are great. That's why Taylor's great. Like, I mean, Granted, that maybe her lyrics are a little bit much more poetic and much more meaningful than Bob Marley's, but her <laughs> delivery is there where it just gives it more oomph to it.
1: I think No Woman, No Cry is a great lyric. It's a
0: great It's a great one. And also, the one that I'm falling in love with a lot is, um, I forget what it's called, like Something High Tide. Oh, I'll send you song. It, 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 the song. The chorus is, I'm going to be your friend, I'm going to be your friend. Hmm. It's, it's a B-side
1: like, even that, like, you, yeah. that sounds, I can hear, I don't know that song, yeah. but I can hear it in Bob Marley's voice, yeah. and I, I'm sure it, like, just hits you really hard oh. when you hear that line. Oh, yeah. Some of the simplest phrases can make great lyrics. It, it's it's like you said, it's all in how it gets paired with the music and yeah. how it's, the line is delivered. Yes. I was, it's funny, because I was looking at the lyrics just in text uh, form for Midnight, and I, like, couldn't even remember how the melodies went. I was like, when does she say this line? They, yeah. the... Some of the lyrics
0: seem so awkward
1: and clunky.
0: Yeah, like the the, the lyric, I don't get mad, I get even. You know, mm. like the when she was singing it, I'm like, you're not gonna how are you gonna rhyme with this? But like she made it work. She makes it work. Gonna get mad, I'll get even. Like, yeah. well, like Taylor. That was the Taylor.
1: <laughs> 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 that's the that's what makes her such that's why I say she has a flow. Like she can make twist these awkward yeah. phrases into things that like really fit the music yeah and finding these rhymes or like just rhythmic patterns that you wouldn't expect um i think that's a real strength of her as a lyricist and a songwriter so yeah i just wanted to to give her some props for not just the lyricism but the the flow
0: i mean i also i mean i'm i'm, I'm not trying to as hit on her album in the sense that she's talking about her vulnerabilities and anxieties, I also like that she's showing confidence. like the, the line of, like, I don't dress for men or women. I dress for revenge. Mm-hmm. It's like, you go, Taylor. Show that confidence. I enjoy that. You don't need no man. You don't need no woman. Be yourself. You got this. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Like, I hey, enjoy yeah. those little things. That was Vigilante, I think, yes. the name of the song. And that... <laughs> I could totally picture her like on social media or something, just like crafting the perfect like call out of some person, yeah. like some ex or yeah. just some person that upset her, and like I I trust her for like being morally right, which is yeah. something I don't do of like Kanye or, or any of these other celebrities. <laughs> like Taylor, I think no matter how uh, how mad she might be at something, if she like someone upsets her or, or she feels hurt by something i feel like she would do the right thing yeah no i get that. she seems like a very good person
0: she is she is like i, I it sucks that there are certain people out there who are against her you know like like you know this like the fight with katie perry i don't know if you I heard about the fight. Remember that that bad blood is about her oh my god really i can't believe i know this stuff do you know? Just can you very briefly yeah, summarize the, the, the what summa, happened? The summary was basically that uh, Katy Perry had a dancer uh, and the dancer decided to go with uh, Taylor Swift. Like Taylor Swift hired her and Katy Perry got angry. It's like, you, you stole my dancer away from me. Uh, who stole from who? Sorry, repeat. Taylor, that. Uh, Taylor stole. Katie, Katy Perry's dancers stole again. Okay. You know, so K- Katy Perry got petty about that. And then they were best friends before this happened. And because of this, you know, they got into a whole rampage. God, I, I can't, why do I know this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm impressed.
1: I, I, I don't have the, that kind of inside
0: the knowledge. The funny thing is, I was doing my best to do my homework because, like, on the episode four on Kanye West, you said you wanted to be more. <laughs> More you wanted to be more precise and talk about the music and go into details about it, you know, instead of like the reactions. Like there's two kinds of YouTubes, the reactions and the going into details, and you want to go more into details. I'm like, all right, bet. I, I want a, a mix, a balance. I, I was like, Bet, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my research. I'm gonna talk about it. I was surprised that I knew who Jenk Antonov was, you know, like I was like, yeah. like I was I was doing my best to make you happy, Dylan. I was doing my best. <laughs> Musical interlude
2: Too late, got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. I go on too many dates, but I can make them stay. At least that's what people say. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. But I keep cruising, can't stop, won't stop moving. It's like I got this music. In my mind, saying it's gonna be alright. Cause the players gonna play, 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 play. Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake. Shake it off, shake it off. Heartbreakers gonna break, 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 break. Fakers gonna fake, 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 fake. I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake. Shake it off. Shake it off I never miss a beat I'm lightning on my feet That's what they don't see Mm -hmm. That's what they don't see I'm dancing on my own Make the moves up as I go And that's what they don't know Mm -hmm. That's what they don't know Mm -hmm. But I keep cruising Can't stop, won't stop cruising Like I got this music in my mind Saying it's gonna be alright Cause the play is gonna play, 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 play And the haters gonna hate, 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 hate I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake Shake it off, shake it off Heartbreaker's gonna break, break, break The faker's gonna fake, 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 fake I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake Shake it off, shake it off X-Man brought his new girlfriend, she's like, oh my god, I'm just gonna shake it off the fella over there with the hella good hair. Won't you come on over baby? We can shake, shake, shake. Oh whoa, ha ha play 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 And the haters gonna hate hate, it. I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake it off, shake it off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Heartbreaker's gonna break, 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 break. And the fakers gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake it off, shake it off. Ooh, ooh.
0: That was pretty good. Three things I wanna bring up. And then I think I'm done with Taylor. Okay. I and mean, we can still talk Number about one. It. Um, I love Lovers. It's a great album, and I feel like all the Swift fans have this big sadness and biggest regret. They all understand it. They all they all get it, um, and they all wanted a Lovers tour. That would have been great, a Lovers tour. You know, especially a Taylor Swift. Did has she a, not do a Lovers? No, she tour? didn't have a Lovers tour because her mom has cancer, and they want to stay. She wanted to stay close to her mom. You know, she what was. What's her mom doing now? I think okay, she's not dead, as far as I know. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, I can't believe I know this stuff. I'm so sorry. I, I'm apologizing. No, this is fantastic. I, I even told you I'm not a Swifty. I'm not a. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan.
1: I think so, the fans are noticing that you are the bigger fan. Here.
0: I'm, but I'm not. I'm not. I did. I was purposely doing my best not to know anything about Taylor Swift's *Midnights* this year, and then you brought it up.
1: <laughs> okay, going back. Aren't you glad you experienced it?
0: I mean, I don't regret it. Yeah, but I could live without it at the same time.
1: (laughs) Okay, I probably could too. Honestly,
0: serious question. Serious question. Could you live without Grateful Dead in your life? I know Grateful Dead impacted your life in some way, shape, or form.
1: Not greatly.
0: (laughs) You you do compliment Jerry Garcia's guitar work. (laughs) Yeah. So, could you live without Grateful Dead in your life? Do
1: well. You can't really predict how if like you took a artist like that out of the history like how things would be different we could be living in a totally different
0: but do you think it's, it's like imagine donnie darko but with the grateful dead would life be better without the dead how would the world be if 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 the grateful dead wasn't around
1: it could that's what i'm thinking like it, we could be living in the terminator but, future
0: or it could be the most beautiful utopia in the world <laughs>
1: I think they were always a pres of a, a force for good and positivity in the world. So I, I don't think, see how it could be better without them.
0: I just I just thought of this right now. I think they're the trendsetters, the birthmakers of posit- positivity toxicity. Like, hey, everything's okay, man. Your leg is hurt. It's okay, man. Just just smoke some weed, man. We'll be all right, man. Oh, things are horrible. Don't worry Don't worry. Don't worry about it, man. It's like, well, let's try to fix it.
1: Is that a thing? Positivity toxicity?
0: Yeah, dude, it's a huge thing.
1: I know that's not always constructive. You just be like, oh, everything's fine when, even if it's not. But is it the same thing as toxicity?
0: Is it's in the sense of where like people don't want you to talk about your sad feelings or any feelings you have that are, you know, sad. So they're like, good. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. Be happy. You're fucking alive. Like that kind of thing. That's positivity, toxicity. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm going back to the concert thing. Sorry. <laughs> so Wait, what concert? The, the tour thing, Lover's Tour. Uh, oh, yeah so, yeah. so then COVID happened, and, I'm, and I can see why, this is my second question, I can see why the Taylor Swift fans are happy to see this new tour for Midnight's happening. And it's a shame that it went into a big
1: Ticketmaster fiasco es- Yes,
0: Ticketmaster Fiasco. And I'm gonna compliment Taylor Swift here in this sense. Uh you and I know Ticketmaster is horrible. It makes me angry. Even before the internet was big, don't you remember going to uh to the mall, like Marshall Fields or Carson Brady Scott to get a ticketmaster ticket?
1: Yeah, although when I was like in high school going to shows, my big thing was like going to the venue's box office oh, and just try to get around ticket because I hated. I, the I fees
0: prefer so I prefer much. doing that, but I also understand the beauty of not doing that because waiting in the summer day, hot summer day, ninety degrees, and then waiting six hours just to get a ticket—it's it, annoying. I get that,
1: but a lot of people don't do it because they just assume like, oh, I'll do it online, but you end up paying more fees and.
0: Yeah, that's the thing I hate about ticket the service fees. You buy something that's fifty dollars, and in the end, it's gonna cost you ninety dollars because of the service fees. So it's like almost double, and it makes me angry. And then, what's going on on now with this new world that we live in? They, you know, the they up upmarket the price value because they resold the tickets.
1: That part's like, insane.
0: Like, w- did you hear the last ticket price that was that w- they were selling for? The, I know it's astronomical, but I don't know what what. The last thing I heard thirty thousand dollars for one ticket. And before Taylor Swift was in the picture with Ticketmaster, everybody was as hitting, shitting, as hitting on Bruce Springsteen, because Bruce Springsteen is going on tour next year with the Eastery Street Band, and there was rumors that that's going to be the last tour with the Easter Street Band because they're all old and they're dying because they're old. Um, so the tickets for those prices were three to five thousand dollars, maybe ten thousand dollars. Okay. But that was a good argument. Like, they're old. Granted, not a good argument in the sense of, well, like, it shouldn't be $3,000, you know? Mm-hmm. But $30,000 for Taylor Swift? Not cool. And I applaud Taylor to for stopping this kind of scam happening. She made an argument, a, a, a comment, or or she made a comment about it towards a t- ticket master that she doesn't want that to happen, the tickets that you buy is yours and you cannot sell it, resell it, or anything like that. You know, they're yours and yours only. She kind of,
1: but she's still yeah. using Ticketmaster, right? I
0: think so, but she's calling out Ticketmaster, which I'm happy for.
1: It felt like it was too late though, because this ticket, this tour, I guess, already got on new, sale and
0: stuff. Maybe, maybe new. I don't know. I don't know the full details, but I know maybe that what either. she's doing is the new tickets that you're getting, you cannot resell them, they're yours. And there's, like, some kind of technology gimmick where you cannot resell it. And yeah. it's, like, that's the price and that's it.
1: I mean, that's good in practice, but it also, like, it's like buying an airline ticket that's non-transferable. That That's going to, like, fuck some people over just who, like, can't make the show and they want to give it to their friend. And but they it's,
0: it's already non-transferable in the sense of, like, you know, there are certain rules where you, maybe you can buy, a like, a warranty on it or insurance on it and you can do that.
1: There's that and then still they get more money than the ticket's value. See, even scalping in person outside the venue is not as big an issue as people as this whole like Ticketmaster sanctioned uh aftermarket sites like StubHub or Yeah. There's things they like immediately sell out these tickets to another company just to jack up the price and it, it's like you're there's still like new tickets, but they've been bought and sold already. It's so shady. It's like doesn't make any sense. And like Ticketmaster, I think owns some of those sites, so they're still getting the money. It's it's ridiculous. Jesus.
0: Like I do my best not to support Ticketmaster.
1: I just don't go to shows, especially ones yeah. that are sold through Ticketmaster. Yeah,
0: I mean the, the last one I went to was for a hardcore concert. Oh no, metal concert. I went to see. That's that's where I found out the band name Midnight's. The metal band name. There was this there was this band from Europe called Merciful Fate.
1: I've heard that name with a Y, right? Merciful. Yeah. They're like old. They're like from the eighties, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: they're in the eighties. So they came to Indiana. Whoa. And I went to see them because I'm a big fan of Creator, uh German uh German thrash metal band. I wanted to see them more than Merciful Fate. And I bought that through Ticketmaster and I'm like, that's weird. <laughs>
1: What venue in Indiana? Uh,
0: the 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 Hard Rock one, the the casino like in one. Like
1: Hammond or
2: something? You know, I by guess, the yeah. by the lake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, <laughs> there were. There, I mean, Merciful Fate is not my cup of tea, but there was there was a nice show. I prefer Creator.
1: Uh, Merciful Fate, I this weird tidbit I know is that uh, it was one of Billy Corgan's favorite bands growing up. I, I can see that. Inspired. I can see that,
0: especially the, the high vo- voices.
1: They, I can't I do it. Like exactly Some harmonized right guitar parts and stuff. He like, likes their guitar playing.
0: But it's also funny that he likes that stuff because Merciful Fate, when I saw them live, a lot of satanic, anti-Christian stuff. And I'm not saying they're anti-Christian, but just anti-Christian in looks. The pentagram, yeah. the goats... I mean, it was corny. Mainstream. I mean, sorry if I say that to certain fans out there, but it was corny. I liked it. It was fun, but I didn't consider it serious, you know? Maybe that's where Billy was, like, okay with it because he didn't know, he knew that it was they were kind of joking, maybe? I don't know. Why is it that we almost talk about Billy Corgan every episode? I, I know, no. It, we've
1: know, I've noticed we've been, like, talking about all of our past which which artist is fine topics because yeah. we're, we're drawing connections yeah. between these things we're creating a sort of catalog of our thoughts about popular music so. And i'm glad
0: that we i was kind of bummed out but now i'm glad that we didn't talk about joe rogan in the last episode we forgot about Joe rogan <laughs> and uh, you just brought him up mm-hmm. so <laughs> thanks four, a lot four out of five four out of five for joe rogan
1: Uh, but you were talking about the Lover tour but I'm still not entirely sure what you were saying. But the Ticketmaster thing. Wasn't it COVID related that makes her not do a tour since For for uh, it was
0: for the the what you call it the folklore folklore right? once.
1: But what year was Lover? Like 2019.
0: 2019 right? 2018. And she didn't tour on because that Because her mom had cancer and oh, she right, wanted to stay right. for her Sorry. Th- to take care of her mama. Got it. But like so this is like her per you know cuz the reputation, no pun intended, of Taylor Swift is that she plays really great tours. Like she, she make she's a big bang for your buck. <laughs> reputation. Yeah, you got. I, the joke. I remember I
1: watched that whole. There was a Netflix special called Reputation, and I yeah I saw it with you. I think that was when Ben
0: and Raya yeah, were here yeah. for
1: New Year's, and I like. You know, kudos to forced ben. us to play it. Kudos
0: to Ben watching it because I know that's not his kind of music. It's not my kind of music either. But like he watched it with an open mind. He was like, yeah. Okay, this is cool. Like, 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 it was nice for him to be open about it and and in, not necessarily enjoy it, but not, but at the same time, not being angry and being judgmental about it. I felt I like, really uh, enjoyed that about it. I
1: felt that everyone else there was judging and mad at me for doing it. I remember Brooke <laughs> was like.
0: Why are we listening to this?
1: Cuz I think I put it on like twice that week. That's
0: why I love you, Dylan, cuz you are a troll. Like you know how to you know how to grind some people's gears and you do it in the most gentlest way possible.
1: It's usually cuz that's genuinely what I want to l- listen to or watch or something. I was like, "Oh, this is cool. I like live I like uh, videos of live sets and uh I didn't really like that era of Taylor, though. I don't remember many of the songs. A lot of the fans this.
0: did not like Reputation. And, and, and she also had a bad rap because they believe, some people, some critics believe that she was uh, taking ideas from black artists like Beyonce and so did, and all that stuff.
1: Which Isn't she still doing that? You know what I was going to say, but I, I didn't yet? I feel like Midnight's is her Donda. <laughs> sonically think about it and you said it yourself that song jonah you even thought that uh the i don't know who the featured vocalist on kanye's song is but you you thought you thought taylor on that one song that starts with a lower pitch midnight
0: sky i think it's called midnight run
1: yeah i forget i don't know the song titles
0: yeah uh, i'm gonna keep on talking i'm just gonna figure out you thought it
1: might even be the same uh like guest artist but i'm pretty confident that Taylor is the only vocalist Midnight except Rain except Lana Rain. Del Rey is on a song
0: Midnight Rain yeah it, it, I really thought that there was a sample and I think maybe I was thinking maybe it's Jack Antonoff's idea like connecting Kanye's Jonah the song Jonah mm-hmm. and Midnight Run because I thought that was really similar but talking to you before the podcast you were telling me that it's it's a it's a trick it's a, yeah you yeah. just pitch a vocal down yeah.
1: three or four half steps and it sound it sounds like a totally different person But
0: isn't it interesting how like in this world of pop culture there are certain things that are similar like how one reflects another and that's they're not yeah. i'm not saying they're imitating maybe they are giving a little cheek to cheek you know homage to one another but i did find it interesting that I, I that's the first thing that popped in my head when i listened to that song like this listen, this sounds like Kanye West, Donda, jo- uh, Jonah, the song Jonah, and I was thinking maybe she was doing in uh, like, you know, a, a little like, hey Kanye, I hear you, can you hear me? But I don't know,
1: maybe it's just me thinking that. No, I think it's definitely there. The whole album has uh, that sound of like modern spacey synthy R and B in the and. It's generally not my favorite thing when artists just default to that, like synths, electronic drums, and like lots of space in the mix. I feel like it's kind of a lazy way to just make your music sound current. But I think she does it very well. Um, As opposed to with Kanye, I was like, I miss the old. College dropout Kanye, late registration, yeah. where he's, like, packing the mix with all these yeah. soul samples, and it's, it's yeah. a very dense, like, eclectic mix.
0: But what's great about Kanye is he's challenging himself um, and doing some new stuff. But I don't want to talk about Kanye because. Yeah, I don't, F I don't that either. That's that asshole.
1: I really feel like Donda yeah. and Midnight have a similar Sonic palette. I mean, they do talk about
0: vulnerability, they do talk about certain things. I you don't know. care about the lyrical content. No, of no, Donda. but like, <laughs> it, I mean, but they do have that. Let's put that later because okay. I want to talk about this other thing. Yeah, you said you had three, three comments. The third one, this is the most important one. This is a huge critique against Taylor Swift that makes me angry. Remember on the last episode I was talking about Geezer Butler? Yeah. So I like the whole Gerard Butler thing. Really funny. (laughs) Um, I agree with him. Like, Why do we need three versions of Midnight, physical copies, when it's the same album? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Why are we doing this? Is, Is this like the Happy Meal version of music? Well, we need to get all of them for, for collector's purposes? Because maybe like or the Beanie Babies situation, because 30 years from now, it's going to be three times worth its price. Why do we need to do that?
1: So it, do you know what the different skews are? Just, is there a midnight, 3 a.m. version with those like, four extra no, songs? No,
0: maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe in that aspect.
1: It's literally just midnights in three or four different pack- yeah. Or three mm-hmm. different packages?
0: Three different like album covers. But because of what, because uh, it could be many reasons. It could be that. It could be just midnight with different covers. It could be, you know, many many variables of it. But because of what she did, she caused a huge delay in music, in the music uh, culture, in, not the music culture, in, in the vinyl music, in, in the music business. Because all the vinyl pressing companies are delayed because they're doing nothing by Taylor Swift. Midnight's.
1: That's what people said about Adele when she did That too. 25
0: or 27 or, or 29 or I forget 31. forget the
1: name of the... What was the name of that album? What was the title of that album? She's always a few years older than the album title. But because
0: of the band, but there's other bands, from big bands to indie bands, they cannot make their music because Taylor Swift is dominating the music business, and it's hurting them. And I don't like that about Taylor.
1: That's just a vinyl pressing issue, The vinyl pressing issue, yes. Yeah, that
0: sucks. Because there's only eight, as far as I know, there's only eight vinyl plants in this country. And they're all dominated by Taylor right now. Or maybe it was back, you know. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, vinyl is kind of like a luxury commodity. Like new vinyl, I feel like it's a select echelon of bands that are even putting out it makes financial sense for them to put out vinyl actually that's probably not true I'm sure there's lots of small indie projects who like just want to have their music released on vinyl and um, but it's a temporary thing Taylor's only going to be pressing those for a while it is a
0: temporary thing but it's just causing a big wrench in the whole situation yeah well it'll
1: it'll blow over the plants will be able to press other things again soon. Yeah,
0: you're like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. Yeah, like, I uh, I
1: also don't really begrudge her having like multiple versions of the album because it's not like she's expecting fans to buy the same album three times. You just pick the one you the, like the there's best. There's
0: going to be fans like that. They're going to be, yeah. And then there's Geezer Butler calling her out like you're taking advantage of your fans, which is <laughs> the first time I agree with him, you know? You could say that uh
1: Nintendo and Game Freak putting out Pokemon in two different
0: things. <laughs> you can say the same thing about the Beatles. Ever since they broke up. And I know that's what that's that's, that's the part of I mean that's part of the music business. Oh, you can get it on vinyl. Or oh, you can get it on a track. Or oh, you can get it on cassette. Or oh, you can get it on CD. Oh, you can get it on MP3, especially on Apple. Oh, yeah. you can get it on vinyl again but remastered. The, the the name of the game is how many times can we sell you the same thing
1: well those are all different formats and yeah. they each one has an era where it's in vogue so yeah. like they've got to they're the beatles they got to put it out on every one of those formats for people to have the choice how to consume it i don't think it's quite the same as putting out the same exact but, album
0: but it's the same argument i'm making taking advantage of the fans
1: <laughs> is do you think like
0: things like patreon
1: where people can give money directly to a creator they like is taking advantage like no, if they, someone uh, really likes a person's what they're doing creatively and they want to support them directly that's how people do it nowadays and yeah. i think it's actually like a really it's a really profound m- thing morally
0: and ethically good way to do it it is instead yeah. of like
1: going through a middleman of a record label yeah. or uh do do you support anyone on Patreon? I support a couple podcasts. actually. Really,
0: I only support one.
1: Who do you support? Come on, you know the best show. The best show. So they do have a Patreon. Yeah. Are they? F- they're f- they're not, because f- for a long time I thought they were like actual
0: a uh, uh, radio transmitted show. It used to be, but now it's all online. It's all online. They do it. They do it online on Tuesday nights, and then they put it as a podcast on Wednesday morning. What do you mean? Do it online Tuesday nights? Just isn't like, it like streaming? it's it's streamed live. I YouTube, see. Yeah, so That's and cool. you can stream it. You can even watch it live on Twitch now. They're going with the times. Twitch, Twitch, like video feed. Yeah, video feed. Yeah.
1: Do they put out video feed on YouTube of their recorded podcast?
0: I think they're solely doing that because it's solely they they're doing putting bits and pieces uh, on Instagram. Hmm. Which, by the way, fans of the Oddcast, we're doing that too with, uh, with the Oddcast on TikTok. Did you know when Victor Hugo died, all the brothels in Paris closed on uh, respect of him because he was uh, a loyal customer? <laughs> That, I think I have heard that anyway, story. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's beautiful. Yeah, loyalty. Do you read a lot of French literature? No, no, not
1: since high school. Not I think since I had to read Les Misérables in high school. How
0: was that? Was it miserable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look out for the TikToks Look in the future. You'll see some. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, maybe an Instagram too. Mm-hmm. You got a
0: maybe even a Patreon. Your- like, to, support, to support the Oddcast podcast and the Artcast podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for episode three of the Artcast. Who's it going to be? It will remain a mystery for Dylan Robbie.
1: <laughs> that kind of rhymed. Yeah. Yeah, I still have to organize that. Um. So was that your three yeah. comments about Taylor? Yeah. Should we... Call it a wrap and switch to the musical. Components? Yeah, let's, let, let
0: me let's do that as the last thing. Um, so we gotta introduce your next pick. But yeah. are we are we done? I think we're done. I mean, let me let me. This is gonna be the game show segment. Oh, right. What are your predictions for Taylor Swift's future?
2: Uh,
1: I I I don't know. I. I can't think of any like grand uh event that would make sense for her i'm sure she'll just continue putting out an album every year or every couple of years and i'm i'm genuinely curious to see where her artistry goes i think she'll keep evolving uh maybe she'll just have a decline and and this is her peak and we no. will like look back on this as no. when taylor was good you no. never know like artists have usually a lifespan of She's already been professional and, and super famous for like 15 years since she
0: was 15 or whatever. So Heck, she might be the Celine Dion of this generation. Not the Celine Dion, Cher of this generation. She might be 15 and going to play her version of Believe. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm sure she could have a hit
1: mm-hmm. in all, all oh, my, stages oh, of the Madonna, her life. Maybe.
0: Madonna, maybe. Donna. Madonna.
1: I mean, Madonna hasn't really been relevant in 20 years. I mean, the last
0: best song that Madonna wrote, in my opinion, was released in 1998, I believe, or 1999. There Ray of go. Light. Ray of Light. But 24 years. 24. My prediction for Taylor Swift is the next thing she's going to be talking about is motherhood. And also mm-hmm. dying, her mom dying, uh, or mom being dead. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I feel bad for more, uh, saying that in a morbid way. Uh, but I will say that she's, she's going to be talking motherhood in the sense of like maybe talking about her mom, maybe talking about how she wants to have kids, maybe talking about how she doesn't want to have kids. Maybe she's, she's going to talk about like, hey, the idea of a mom is cool, but it's not for me. But I do have a feeling that she's going to be talking about that, like having a conversation about that ob- uh, subject, object, subject. That's my prediction.
1: Yeah, I uh I don't know if she's currently in any sort of relationship, but I could see her just having a kid independently.
0: <laughs> like She might be talking about being a surrogate like finding a surrogate and saying, like, hey, I'm still a mom even though I didn't, you know, do the labor. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, but then again, it's not of my business. <laughs>
1: but that's my prediction. I feel like we're for a couple Taylor. years off from her
0: motherhood album. I just Are you serious? Adele did it and they're the same age. Uh,
1: yeah, but Adele was married for a while and had that kid and I think her and her husband are divorced now. Ex-husband. But Taylor has been involved in a lot of like medium to short-term relationships with celebrities. She seems like someone
0: who just like isn't really ready to settle down. I I think she wants to settle down but in her own terms. Sure. So, I are they really the same age? Yeah, you you
1: are the same age as Taylor Swift. Uh, I think I'm like a couple months older than her, but it's the
0: same year, bro. Same year, but <laughs> I thought Adele was, I think she's the same year as well. Really? Let's 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 do it. let's figure it out. let's figure it out. Let me don't, don't give any dead air to talk about something. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm getting uh, my my talking brain oh boy. is getting fried.
0: I was wrong. She is older by one year.
1: Eighty-eight.
0: Yeah, adult. she's an eighty-eight girl. So you're the same age as a. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> I'm seventy-four. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> if you looked this good at seventy-four, then just imagine how look I'll be at eighty-four. look like me I wonder how old is Paul McCartney right now will he ever do like a remix of when I'm 64 when I'm 84
2: Uh, (laughs) when I get older I'm losing my (laughs) hair
0: okay I'll stop
1: (laughs) he's over 80 right somewhere around there I think all those guys were born in like 41 42 which would put them in the John was born in 40 yeah same with Bob Dylan. I think Bob was 41, maybe.
0: Okay. All right. So, you, so that, that was the end of Taylor Swift. Now let's talk about the new episode. Yes. Who is your pick for episode six? Episode six. we are I'm going to go and throw you a curveball. Right. We're not going to be talking about music for episode six. We're going to be talking about movies. We'll be talking about the movie... Uh, giving you, um, not like scene-to-scene scene thing, but we'll just be talking about it that way we can explain it to the fans, and then reviewing it, analyzing and your thoughts about it. Okay. So you pick a movie, I pick a movie, we both talk about the movies, and the premise of the movie, the prerequisite of the movie, is that it's a movie that impacted your life. Okay. But you're going to make the argument that this movie is not a... Even though it's not a horror film, you're making the argument that it's a horror film. So basically, a non-horror horror horror film.
1: Wow, that's very specific all of a sudden, the the last part.
0: Yeah. So don't say The Shining is a non-horror horror horror film because it's already a horror film. Think of something that's not considered a horror film and you're going to say, oh, I, I think it's put in, in, the, in the genre because of A, B, and C. And think of it well. Don't put Mrs. Doubtfire, because we did talk about it in the last episode. Don't put Mrs. Doubtfire as, as a horror, non-horror horror film. That's actually a really good pick, though. It is a good pick, but don't, don't pick something good. I mean, good. you know. <laughs> I'm just giving out an example. But so
1: the impact that it had on my life had to have been like a negative one. No, isn't it one it that, that, that like that one? affected
0: you like? whole like it could be disturbing. It could be romantic. It could be whatever. But you, it made you think afterwards when you're done watching it. You're like, I don't know how I feel about this. This is like, why am I still feeling queasy about this movie even though I finished it two days ago.
2: Hmm.
1: So I'll let this you think be, about it. This
0: might take me a while to come up with something, yeah. but
1: I think you already have one in mind. I already right? have one,
0: and I have a copy of it, and I'm gonna give it to you after the uh, after the <laughs> airing this. So you don't need need it to watch it again. I, I saw it already. I saw it already this week okay. and, and read about it. So so uh, why don't you just tell me what yours is? No, I'm not gonna tell you. No. <laughs> i'll tell you afterwards we, we
1: always say what the next thing's gonna be on yeah the well we're gonna t- um, non-horror horror film <laughs> oh so not giving not actually saying what it is
0: i mean until the next episode we'll, we'll talk about it you know okay and then we'll do a spoiler alert because we're gonna spoil the movie you know <laughs> right
1: but shouldn't we give the fans time to catch up and watch no. the movie? no Cause they're because they don't know what your pick is up with one no
0: no no i want you to think about it <laughs>
1: um okay. okay interesting leaving you guys on a cliffhanger yeah.
0: well thank you so much for watching the odd podcast uh this is oscar
1: uh this is dylan signing off
0: oh and uh i, f- I forget that This is a thing on the YouTube culture. Maybe we can get more viewers if we say this comment. Don't forget to like and subscribe. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Place a comment and let us know what you think. I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Yes. Subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything, but it will make us very happy. Very
0: happy. And if there's any sponsors, you know, message us. We'll, We'll be happy to, you know. To deal to do something with you, you know we can make we can make business <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes, if you want in the hundreds of people seeing your product on a YouTube podcast, then hit us up, make a deal with us. Adam and Eve we're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a sex toy? Company? Yes, it is <laughs> Lovers Lane. Lover's Lane. All right. Bye bye. Goodbye.
0: All right, let's do this.
1: Musical Interlude Part Two.
2: Cause we're young and we're reckless We'll take this space. way too far It'll leave you breathless mm. or with the nasty sky. Got a long list of ex-lovers They'll tell you I'm insane But I got a blank space, baby And I'll write your name Cherry lips, crystal skies I can show you incredible things Stolen kisses, pretty lies You're the king, baby, I'm your queen Find out what you want Be that girl for a month Wait, the worst is yet to come Screaming, crying, perfect storms I can make all the tables turn Rose garden filled with thorns Keep your second guessing like Oh my god, who is she? I get
0: drunk on jealousy But, but you, I come back, it's time you leave cause Darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream So it's gonna be forever Or it's gonna get down in flames You're gonna tell me when it's over It's the high with the pain Got a long list of ex-lovers They'll tell you I'm insane Cause you know I love the players And you love the game Cause we're young and reckless We'll take this way too far I'll leave you breathless Or with a nasty
2: scar I got a long list of ex-lovers They'll
0: tell you I'm insane But I got a blank space, baby And I'll write your name didn't say i didn't want you boy's only want love if it's torture. you don't say i didn't say i didn't want you one more time boy's only want love if it's torture. you don't say I didn't say I didn't want you. Boys only want love if it's told you. Don't say I didn't say I didn't want you. So all gonna be forever, or it's gonna get down in flames.
2: You're gonna tell me when it's over. Mm lovers they'll tell you I'm insane Cause you know I love the players
0: And you love the game Cause we're we all reckless
2: We'll take this way too far To leave you
0: breathless oh, mm-hmm. with a nasty scar Got a long list of ex lovers They'll tell you I'm insane But I got a a blank space, baby.
2: And I'll write you jam.
0: Versions a lot.
2: Maybe we'll put one at the beginning and one, one at the, the end. end. <laughs> Bookended by our blank
1: space renditions. Beautiful. That was nice.
0: Did you did you really like my version? I wanted to surprise you. Yeah, I loved it. I, you were going for
1: like Lou Reed, right? I was Just going, going with what like, I was going with like Bob Dylan, like. I got more well, Lou more, Reed. More like John Crying kind of thing, too. Sometimes I feel like Lou Reed is doing a Bob Dylan voice.